Amen. What do you want to testify is God's goodness? Amen. Well, I want to thank the Lord for taking us and bringing us back safely to Elk Heart Lake. Amen. Praise God. We left Sunday. It was really kind of sleety and raining all the way, you know, but God's safety hand. Amen. He got us there safe and and things. So we had a great board meeting and was able to get through that <laughs> long nights. But uh, thank God for strength and power and protective hand. Amen. He is, he is so good to us. And, you know, a lot of times we look for the big things and God is working in the little things. You know, so I'm excited about what God is, what God is doing. Amen. Anybody else want to testify for the Lord before we get started? Amen. Praise God. Okay. All right. Well, we want to get right in our lesson again tonight. Amen. Hopefully everybody's got your sword. Amen. Your Bible. Amen. You want to always have your Bible with you. You never know. Thy word have I hid in my heart, so I will not sin against it. Amen. You know, one of the things about technology is good. Sometimes you may not have it. <laughs> so you want to always make sure you have your Bibles with you when you come to church. Amen. Praise God. The world is, you know, is getting further and further and further away from the Word of God. And so we need to make sure we hold to our sword uh, with us at all times. Amen. So the past year we've been talking, as I always talk about better. God is always so much better. And that's why... It's important that you study the Word of God and you will begin to see just how good God is. And we begin to see why it's important that we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. We have to believe God. We have to take Him at His Word. Hebrews eleven six says that they that come to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. When you read the 11th chapter of Hebrews, we know that that is the faith chapter uh, in the scriptures and is designed to encourage us, is designed to edify and to build us up and give us some examples of what our forefathers went through and how they began to trust God for what God had promised that he would do. And that's why when we are born again, when we become born again believers, we become the seed of Abraham. And the Bible tells us that the promises that God made to Abraham are for us as well. We are engrafted into this thing as Gentiles. And so, therefore, we need to be excited, amen, about what God is doing in our lives. Now, last month we talked all month about a better, better life. Amen. Once we are born again, we have this new life. And the Bible tells us in Romans 6 that we are risen to walk in newness of life. Amen. When we come up out of that water, our old man is gone. Amen. We become new creatures in Christ Jesus. In other words, we can see that God is a God of second chances. He gives us second chances. And so now we can walk in that new life. We don't have to walk in that old life which was discouraging, depressing, and all that stuff. Amen. We have a new life. We have a fresh start in Christ. Amen. And so we need to, to build up ourselves on our most holy faith, just trusting and walking, going to that new city where there be no night, where Jesus is the light. Amen. 
Amen. And that's why Paul told the church at Thessalonica, he said, the Lord shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and the trump of God. The dead in Christ shall ride first, and those of us that remain will be caught up to be with the Lord in the air. So comfort one another with these words. Every time you get a chance, tell somebody we're going to a better place. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So tonight we want to start talking about a better hope, a better hope. Hebrews 7:19 says, "For the law made nothing perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did by that by the which we draw nigh to God." Amen. For the law made nothing per- perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did. So what was the purpose of the law? What was the purpose of the law? Well, Paul writing to the church at Galatia in Galatians chapter 3 verse 24 if you have your Bibles, Galatians uh, 3, verse 24, we see that Paul tells us here that wherefore the law was our schoolmaster or tutor or teacher to bring us to Christ that we might be justified by faith. But after that faith is come, we're no longer under a schoolmaster for you're all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many as you have been baptized into Christ, you have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. For there is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ. And if you are Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So the law was our teacher or tutor to bring us to Jesus Christ. It was designed to show them. What the law did, it was revealed to them their sins. If you look at Romans here, uh, Romans chapter, let me get my paper here. Amen. Uh, where did I do it? I lost my notes. That's scary, isn't it? Amen. Give me a, give me a second. I lost my notes. Three twenty, Romans three twenty. Our mistakes. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. Okay? So the law was to show us sin. It was to reveal sin. And when it reveals something to us, we should make the correction. But most of the time, we don't make the correction. Just like when we're driving down the road, if we say the speed limit is 70 and we do 80, <laughs> then what are we doing? We're breaking the law. <laughs> you make the correction, right? We should make the correction. But see, the law could make no man perfect. It brings us a conscience. It brings us, makes us aware, but it couldn't make us perfect. See, it was designed to just bring us to the one that could perfect us. And that's what Jesus is. He's the, that better hope that we have need of because he's the only one that can bring about perfection in our lives. This is why he says in Matthew 5:48, be perfect even as your Father in heaven, which is perfect. See, so once we start to become doers of God's word, 
it begins to make us perfect. It begins to show us wrong and so we can correct. Jesus says, I will write my law in their hearts, in their mind, so that everyone would know me. See, so when I start to know him, when I become a doer of God's word, then God's word is designed to change me. Say, it is to correct me, to show me my wrongs, so that I become more like him. Amen. And this is what he desires and every one of us is to be more like him. Praise God. So if I'm looking for to get be perfect and be perfection, then I have to do what the word of God is trying to show me and bring me into an understanding of Jesus Christ. Amen. The law just, they brought their sacrifice and just rolled it forward. Amen. And then if you look at Hebrews chapter number 10, Hebrews 10, we'll, we'll lay a little foundation here before we get started. Hebrews 10 says, for, sorry, verse 1, for the law having a shadow of good things to come. See, that's why when you look, begin to look at scriptures, a lot of people, you know, if people worship uh, the Sabbath, you know, well, the, the Sabbath day was just a type and shadow of that which was to come. When you look at Colossians 2, Paul tells us we don't exalt one day above the other. The Sabbath day was just a, a shadow of that which was to come, which was Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus says that he's the Lord of the Sabbath. And the Sabbath represent rest. And the Holy Ghost is the Sabbath of rest. Amen. See? So... Here, notice what he says, for the law having a shadow of good things to come, it pointed. That's why ever so often in your study time, when you find some extra time, you know, go back to the book of Leviticus sometimes and just delve into it a little bit. And as you begin to study, you know, the, the law a little bit, how God was having Israel to do certain things. Every bit of it, as you begin to study, it start opening up more to you about Jesus Christ. It's what is what is designed to do. When you start looking at the offerings that they were to bring and the things that they were to do, it was all about Christ. Amen. It was pointing them to Christ. It was rolling them forward to, so that they got the understanding of Jesus Christ. So let me encourage you sometime in your study time. Just go back and look at it, you know. And, and say, God, give me the understanding. Open my understanding so I can see. And you will see it's all pointing down the road to Jesus Christ. You know, that's kind of like the Ten Commandments. You hear me say a lot. The first four is your relationship to God. And the other six is your relationship to one another. Then when you get in the New Testament, when they ask Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? He says, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you must love it with all your heart and mind. So in the second is like to it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hangs all the law and the prophets. Amen. Everything that was written is all about love. See? And God is love. You see how it all unfolds? Amen. See? So, he goes on here and he says, And not the very image of the thing could never... With those sacrifices which they offer year by year, continue to make the comer thereunto perfect. For then would they not have ceased to offer it. 
if something's going to make you perfect, you ain't going to stop doing it. All right? But those sacrifices couldn't make them perfect. But in the New Testament with Jesus Christ, we can be made perfect if we keep doing what he says. See? As long as we keep doing what God tells us to do, where are we going to wind up? In heaven. And we're going to be perfect. We're going to be complete here because we're doing what he wants us to do. But when we get there with him, what? We're going to be totally perfect. Because we're going to see him as he is. See? We're moving to perfection. See? We're, as we do his word, we are becoming complete in him. I'm becoming satisfied in Christ Jesus. See? So notice, if we come or death through perfect, for then would they not have ceased to offer, because the worshiper, once purged, should have no more conscience of sins. But those sacrificed, there is remembrance again made of sin year after year. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sins. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he says, sacrifices and offerings, Thou wouldest not, but a body hast thou prepared me, and burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, thou hast not had no pleasure. Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book, it is written of me to do thy will, O God. Above when he says sacrifices and offerings and burnt sacrifices and offerings and burnt offerings and offerings for sin, thou wouldest not, neither hast pleasure therein, which are offered by the law. Then said I, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first, that he may establish the second, by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. For every high priest standing daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifice, which could never taketh away sin. But this man, Jesus Christ, after he had offered one sacrifice for sin forever, sat down at the right hand of God from whence expected till the, his enemies be made his footstool. For by one offering he had perfected forever them that are sanctified. Whereof the Holy Ghost also is a witness for us. For after that he had said before, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my law in their hearts and in their minds will I write them, and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Now where remissions of these is, there is no more offering for sin. Amen. So see, God is going to write it in our hearts, in his mind. Amen. When we receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, it moves us to have an understanding as we study God's word to see what God requires of us. Because he wants us to be perfect. He wants us to be complete in him and to have the knowledge and the understanding as to who he is. Amen. And so therefore, we must understand now that Paul is saying to the writer, some uh, contribute Hebrews to Paul's writing, Amen. That the law made nothing perfect, but a better hope Jesus Christ did. See, he brings in this perfection for us to draw us to himself. See, we become the sons of Abraham. We are the seed of Abraham. So it gives us, this hope gives us access to God. 
Notice Romans 5, 1. Paul says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have access by faith into the grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but notice, we glory in tribulations also. Knowing that tribulations work patience and patience experience and experience hope, excuse me, and hope make us not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. So we now have access to the throne of God. You remember under the old tabernacle and the tabernacle in the wilderness, that he's, Paul is trying to let you see how that the Old Testament, the high priest, was the only one that could go into the holies of all. He went in once a year with blood, amen, for himself and for the people, amen. But when Jesus was crucified, when they pierced him in his side, the veil of the temple was rent from top to bottom to now give us access. We can come, as the writer says, boldly to the throne of grace, and we can find help in the time of need. See, the door is open to us. We can come before him. Come unto me, all you that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you'll find what? Rest unto your soul. So we have access unto God. So this better hope of Jesus Christ coming, amen, it opened the door for so many greater things for us. Not only does he gives us perfection and lead us, but he also guides us and directs us and he instructs us through his word and, and through the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's so much better. See, a lot of people are hoping for things in, in this world, but the thing that is needed is Christ. He's the answer. You know, they are looking, you know, for antidotes for everything. They're trying to, because there are so many diseases and things in the world today, they're trying to find antidotes. You know, it's kind of like back in the days, you know, years and years ago, you know, somebody came up with the, with the venom, uh, you know, uh, the antidote for snake bites was to take some of the venom and study it and come up with the solution, an antidote. So when someone got bit by a snake, they could use the, the same antidote to, you know, hopefully cure them. Say, well, it's the same way. If you look at our world today, the world is stressed out. The world is depressed. The world is oppressed. It's got all of these problems. But what's the antidote? Hope. Amen. The antidote is hope. Is Jesus Christ. You know, we got to get a hold of this thing. See, that's why Proverbs thirteen twelve says, "Hope deferred make the heart sick, but when it comes, it's a tree of life. It restores." See, that's why when you look at Hebrews thirteen, I mean First Corinthians thirteen thirteen, now abide it what faith, hope, and love. We know the greatest of these is love, but notice. Faith abides, love abides, and hope abides. See? 
And so therefore we've got to have hope. You gotta keep believing. You gotta, you're, you're looking for that perfect thing to come. Amen. You're looking for that answer. That's why Romans 15, 4 says that the things which were written before was written our, for our learners that we through patience and comfort of the scripture would find hope. See, you, you get in the word of God. Say, we know that in the beginning was the, and the word was, with God and the Word was God, the same was in the beginning with God. See, so we know that it's God. So if we know that the Word is God, then we know that the better thing to come was God. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached to the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received back in the glory. So if he's going to write his law in my heart and in my mind so that I will know him, then if I know him, then therefore I should have hope in him. Amen. Praise God. We have seen through study that Jesus Christ is made a high priest after the order of Melchizedek, king of Salem and king of, of righteousness. See? So he's made a high priest after the order. Okay? In other words, God is both righteous and he is peace. Amen. Jehovah Taniskanu, God our righteous, and Jehovah Shalom, God our peace, right? See, so he's made after the order. Now, Melchizedek is made after the son. You ever notice that in scripture? <laughs> go to, go to, go to Hebrews, let's back up, go to Hebrews 6. Hebrews 6, let's start at verse 16. Hebrews 6, 16. For men verily swear by the greater, and an oath of confirmation is to them an end of all strife, wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel confirmed it by an oath that by two unchangeable and mutable things, and which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled to for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entered into that wherein the veil, whether the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus made an high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek chapter 7. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from slaughter of the kings and blessed him, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being by interpretation king of righteousness, and after that also king of Salem, which is king of peace, without father, without mother, without descendant, having neither beginning of days or end, but made like unto the Son of God, abiding priest, continue. See? Jesus is made after the order of righteousness and peace. He's made after the Son. Amen? Hmm. 
See, Jesus came by the priesthood of what? Judah. Which Moses made no mention of. See? Because if the, the scripture says if there is a change of the priesthood, then other things has to change. See? And so Jesus Christ is made a priest forever after the order righteousness and peace. He's a God of righteousness. He's a God of peace. Jehovah Taniskanu. Jehovah Shalom. That's why you look at all the Hebrew names that God is. Amen. He can't change who he is. He's God. And so his priesthood is made after him. Righteousness, peace. The things that he is is what it's going to be made of. And when we come into this priesthood, amen, with him, we become like him. That's why we are commanded to put on the breastplate of righteousness. See, this is why the word of God is designed to help us as we study it to get right, to be right. The gospel is the gospel of peace. See? Shaw yourself with the gospel of peace. See, so this better hope, Jesus Christ, he brought to us, opens us to realize, hey, there's something so much better than what you have here. Don't focus on the things here because it's easy to get discouraged. Focus on where you're going. This is what Jesus says in Matthew 6. Don't lay up treasures on earth where rust and moth corrupt and thieves break in and steal, but lay up treasures in heaven, because where your treasures are, there will your heart be also. See? So if my focus is where I'm going, amen, then that's where my heart is going to be, because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. See? And you're going to do 90% what your heart tells you to do. So you want to focus on where you are headed. So we have access now into this thing. We can come boldly to the throne of God. You know, I'm no longer on the outside. As a Gentile, before the door was open, we could only come so far. But now we can come boldly to the throne of grace and find help in the time of need. Amen. Is what God desires of us. Praise God. Observe the necessity there was of raising up another priest after the order of Melchizedek and not after the order of Aaron, by whom perfection should come, which could not come by these Levitical priesthood, which therefore must be changed in everything with it. For the law made nothing perfect. That is, the Levitical ceremonial law, it did not produce a perfect state. It did not do what it was desi- what was desirable for it to do, to be done for a sinner. The law did not reconcile man to God. It did not make an atonement for one's sin. It did not put away guilt. It did not restore things to the conditions in which they were before the law was broken and, and made man a sinner. Therefore, they needed something better, which the writer says, was a better hope. Amen. And we have this hope in Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. 
So we saw last month we have this new of life here. So we look at 1 Corinthians 15, 19 to 22. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are all men most miserable. See, if all you do is hope right now, you're going to be miserable. There's something so much better. But now in Christ is Christ risen from the dead and became the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Amen. So the object, object of the believer's hope is not any person, angel, religion, but Jesus Christ, our Savior here. Amen. So he is designed to help us. See, God is trying to help us. To become what he wants us to be. That's why Peter says, add to your faith virtue. Virtue, knowledge. Knowledge, temperance. Temperance, patience. Patience, godliness. Godliness, brotherly kindness. Brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make that you would be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that liketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off, and is forgotten he was purged from his old sins. Amen. So you've got to study God's Word, because that's where our hope comes from. Notice what we just read a few seconds ago in Hebrews 6. We have what? An anchor of hope, both sure and steadfast. God isn't going any place. He's the same yesterday Today and forever. See, He is our hope. He's our better hope. He's the hope for the world. Amen. Jesus is the answer, as Andre Crouch sung many years ago, for the world today. Above Him there's no other. Jesus is the way. See, that's why when you look at the Scriptures as Paul's writing and Paul's teaching... They're trying to show the church and show us which would come after about this hope. Amen. To bring us to Christ so that we could see that He is faithful. He is always faithful. He is unmovable so that we will be strong in hope. Patience in tribulations. Amen. So that when you're going through things in your life, you won't be shaken, but you will rejoice in that tribulation. You will rejoice in that experience. You will rejoice in the hope of Jesus Christ. Because why? You've got exceeding precious promises. I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. As Isaiah wrote in Isaiah 43, in verse 1 through 4, amen. You notice what he said, when you pass through what? The waters? I'll be with you. When you're in the floods, they're not going to overflow you. And the fire, they will not burn you. And neither shall the flames kindle against you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. See? So that gives me hope. That gives me a whole lot of hope. To know that God is going to be with me. Amen. I'm not going under. I'm not going to be burned. See, 
I've got to get to these promises and, and, and hang on to them. Amen. Because that's where my hope comes from, is the Word of God through patience and comfort. See? Notice how it goes together in 15.4. Patience and comfort. That's why the Holy Ghost gives you long suffering. <laughs> Amen. See, we, we have to learn how to wait. Isaiah encouraged it. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Amen. Don't, don't quit. Wait on God. He'll work if we let him. He's not on my timeline. As Isaiah said in 55, my thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways are not your ways. See? So I got to get that in my mind and realize, okay, as he says in Psalms 27, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he'll strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. See? Don't get ahead of God. See? You got to learn how to wait. That's why Job is, is, a, is a great book that you should read every so often. You know, every so often I have to go back and dust the, the dust off Job, you know, and, and realize, you know, and, and get in there and listen when he says, you know, the things which I greatly feared has come upon me. And, I, you know, I wasn't in safety. But he knows the way that I take. And, you know, when I'm tried, I'm going to come forth like gold. But I got to learn how to wait. Job, Job is a, is a book to show us how to hope and how to wait. You know, when things aren't going right, you know, and that Job says he knows the way that I take. You know, he he knows where I'm at. Say, in in all this, say, and that's why I have to build myself up, as Jude says. You know, but you, beloved, notice what Jude says around, around verse twenty. He says, you know, but you, beloved. He says, build up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourself where? In the love of God, looking for and hasting for the soon coming of the Lord. On some have compassion, make a difference. And others say with fear, pulling them out of fire, hating eating the garments spotted by the flesh. See? Because you got hope. See? You, you've got this thing called hope inside of you. An anchor. Amen. It's like a ship. He, he's trying to show us kind of like a ship. The anchor holds, as the song said, in spite of the storm. See? So let, let the anchor down a little deeper. If, if the waves is pulling you and jerking you around, put your anchor down a little bit deeper. Get your roots down a little bit deeper. In this thing, because there's so much hope. Say, I can go to Him. As the old song say, I can go into the holies of holies, and I can kneel, and I can make my petitions known. Although I'm just a common man, because of God's redemption plan, I can boldly approach the throne. Say, because I have hope. This this thing came to open the door. He, when he died, when he rose again, he opened up so that we would have what we need to be successful. 
Amen. He knew the things that we had need of. A new life. He came to forgive us of our sins. He knew, amen, that the law could not take away our sins. He was the only one that could do that. See? And that's why the Bible says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believe in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. See? So now He has brought this to me. Now I know Him. Now my hope should be renewed and restored and stronger day by day. Moment by moment. Amen. Amen. So I have to change me. I can't think the same old way I used to think. I am a new creature in Christ. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Behold, old things are passed away and all things become new. See, now my actions, my behavior, my conduct, my demeanor, my endurance, all these attributes of God should be being developed in us. See? It's what you're looking for when you're in the Word of God. Is what does God require? What does He want? So if I have a new life, then that means I am free from sin. See? And so to be free from sin, now I have the purpose to stay free from sin. See? If the Son therefore make you free, free indeed. John says in 1 John 3, 5, and we, you know that He was manifest to do what? Take away our sins. And in Him is no sin. See, he came to take my sins away. We sing that song, he took my sins away. He took my sins away and he keeps me singing every day. I'm so glad he took my sins away. He took my sins away. See, the law couldn't do that. But the blood of Jesus Christ. Washed me. He cleansed me. Amen. I am no longer a slave to sin. He set me free. He broke the chains of bonds for me. I'm glory bound. My Jesus to see. Glory to God. He, he set me free. Amen. This hope that we have in Him. Amen. Is to make us more like Him so that we can walk in this newness of life, we can walk with our heads held high. You don't have to walk around with your head down. You don't have to walk around discouraged. You don't have to walk around stressed and, and de- uh, uh, you know, rejected and all these things. Hope makes us what? Not ashamed. Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. By grace are you saved. His unmerited love, His favor towards us, it saves us. Amen. He brought a plan. See, we couldn't earn it. He brought a plan for us. 
I'm going to die so that they can live. And he was buried. And we repent. We get baptized in Jesus' name. And we are filled with his spirit. And we walk in newness of life. That's why John says if we say we know him, then we should walk as he walked. See? He was encouraged. He was excited. He was full of power. Amen. You can do this thing. You got, you got hope. Hope is there. You know, sometimes you just got to brush the dust off. As Paul told, told Timothy, God did not give you the spirit of fear. He gave you power. He gave you love. He gave you a sound mind. The gospel didn't come in word only. It came in power. It came in the Holy Ghost. And it came with much assurance. See? Much assurance. But most people don't know what it came with because they don't read the instructions. See? It's just like getting a policy of insurance. Most people don't read it to see what is there. I wonder a lot of times how much we're missing because we don't read. See? I think Paul says, I had not seen and ear have not heard the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But he says he's revealed it to us by spirit. So we need to get into the word. See? So that we will be built up on our hope. And our faith. Say, you, like I said Sunday, you can overcome every mountain, every obstacle, if you build up your most holy faith. Trust God. Believe God. Believe what His Word says. So that you, 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 you know, if He did it once, He'll do it again. You know? Constantly, listen how God constantly said to Moses, how long will they believe me? See? How long will they be before they believe me? We've got to trust him. He didn't bring you out to leave you. He brought you out to carry you in. See? And so we just have to keep focused on where God is trying to take us to so that we will have the things he's promised us. See? The same way he brought Israel out to take them to the promised land, he's brought us out to take us to the promised land. Amen. So set our vision and our focus on where we are headed and we will get there. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So that's what we're going to be talking about this month. Amen. Is it's better hope. And that hope is going to be, is in Christ Jesus. Say, and so he is the hope that we all need. This world needs hope. And it's Jesus Christ. No matter how much the world try to degrade the church and put down the church, Jesus has already told us, heaven and earth can pass away. He says, by my word, it isn't going any place. You know, and the answer is the word. The answer is the church. 
Amen. For the world today. And so therefore, we have to be what we say that we are. Amen. We have to be that light in the darkness. We have to be what Christ is offering to the world. The hope. Amen. The hope of glory is Jesus Christ. Amen. So we're going to look at this this month. Amen. We're going to talk, amen, a little bit next week about the effects. How hope affects us. Amen. A little bit in that area as well and how it should affect other people as we move forward. Amen. Praise God. Don't forget Sunday as always. Amen. Church time.